The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders on how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach. Here's a quote from Albert Einstein. He said, People love chopping wood. In this activity, one quickly sees results. As a Smart Moves coach, I won't help you chop wood, but I will help you make the leadership and business moves to quickly see results. Remember, good intentions, even with a good plan, don't magically lead to success. What does is making sure every day you're on the right track and you're not sidetracked in your leadership drive for purpose, performance, and profitability. Now, a Smart Moves treat to power up your business, brought to you by my valued sponsor, Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Are you ready to step out on your own? Almost everyone has wanted to be his or her own boss at some point in their career. Before taking the plunge, here are three questions to consider. First, what's your motivation? Is it You have a new product or service idea that you know is unique and need it, or you have special skills and know-how that should be valued in the marketplace, or you're not satisfied with the way your career has been shaping up so far. Whatever your motivation, make the change for positive reasons. Realize the grass is not always greener on the other side. Second, what assumptions are you making? It's easy to gloss over the reality of owning and running a business. You may think, hmm, I'm not accountable to anyone but myself. Not true. You still answer to a number of people, your customers, suppliers, employees, and other stakeholders like bankers and government agencies. Another assumption is, I'll have more control over my time. Many Most entrepreneurs would say they work longer hours and are constantly thinking about their business. It can be a 24-7 if not held in check. Or it's easier to run your own business than to work for someone else. When you're a startup, you're generally a one-man or one-woman band. 
You have to manage the whole show down to the smallest detail and then until you hire others. And even then, you always will be in charge. So it's not that easy. Third, do you have what it takes to succeed? What separates successful business owners from less successful ones? What are the traits and behaviors that drive an individual to start and grow a successful company? Intrigued by these questions, Gallup studied 2,500 entrepreneurs to understand the actions and decisions that led to business creation and growth. Although they found a variety of behaviors among successful entrepreneurs, here are three personal qualities that stood out. First, and I think this is foremost, self-motivation. Without a boss or a team motivating you, you can drift aimlessly. You need drive as well as discipline and determination to stay on track and not get sidetracked, especially during tough challenges. Second personal quality, the ability to manage multiple priorities. Realize, as an entrepreneur, you'll be wearing many hats. You need to plan and organize your work, manage your time, and deal with the unexpected. Also, you must start being a delegator because you cannot do everything. And third, business acumen. You must understand everything about your business, the marketplace, the customers, the finances, and also have good instincts to make wise decisions. So here's a smart moose tip. Weigh the pros and cons of your business idea and the realities of entrepreneurship before jumping onto the bandwagon. And if it's really for you, work hard and enjoy the journey because it's truly a journey, not a destination. Listeners, are any of you ready to step out on your own and want to make sure it's the right move? Then let's talk. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Listeners, my guest today is someone who has stepped out on his own, David Shuttler, who went from military lawyer to energy entrepreneur. After completing his assignment as a general counsel to the Dallas-based Military Exchange Service, Colonel David Shuttler faced a life-changing decision. Should he continue his military career or take on a new challenge in business? Now, 15 years later, he is the owner of Utility System Solutions Incorporated, an energy-saving company with 25 employees, a LEED Gold Certified Headquarters in Dallas, and a track record of saving over $27 million for federal agencies. You will learn from David what it takes to make a big career change, the adjustments you have to make, and the lessons learned that will help those of you who are contemplating such a change or those who are already business owners wanting to get to that next level. Welcome, David. It's a pleasure to have you on the Business Edge and to hear about your journey. Thanks, Marcia. Nice to be on. Well, um, you know, this is a question I've asked you when we first met. Uh, Why would a guy leave the legal profession to start a business? 
Well, it's, it's an interesting journey, as you were talking about earlier in your introduction. Um, the, um, the idea for me was that I was looking for a new challenge, and um, I wanted to test my mettle, um, see if I could do it. And, um, and I had some guidance from my dad a long time ago um, to uh, find a need and fill it. And so I wanted to um, jump into a different kind of, um, n- different kind of endeavor and, um, and see how I could, I could do in that endeavor. I was also, after 25 years as a military lawyer, I was also at a point where I was ready to do something different than um, the adversarial proceedings. Of course, in law, there's, there's always a, um, you know, two sides. And um, so I was ready to, to move into where I was um, working with clients, trying to solve problems with them and, and, um, and uh, trying to move, move things forward that way. And so, you know, you did make a real career change. It's almost like a 180-degree change. Um, And and I have worked with people who have made these kinds of career changes, and most of them have been successful, and some haven't, because they have to make adjustments. So what kind of adjustments were necessary in, in in your thinking to make this transition? Well, I had to move from a position where I was, I was in a position of authority in the military and had a number of people who were reporting to me. And so we think of that kind of as a hierarchical, triangular kind of a setup with a, with a person at the top and then a lot of people reporting to them. And um, it became necessary in my thinking to move from um, being the person uh, in charge of a, a number of people to um, being a member of a team. So thinking of from moving from that triangular kind of a setup or a pyramidal type of a setup to um, more of a circle, kind of a um, collaborative uh, group uh, effort and um, working within that group effort. So all of the, I guess you'd say, positional authority that I had in the military was gone, and I needed to completely um, adjust my thinking in order to make that transition. And frankly, it took me about three years to do that. Did you also have to not only adjust your thinking in making that transition, but how you dealt with people, your behavior, and the actions you took? Um, can you tell a little bit about that? Yes, very much so. Um, so when you're um, in the military and it's a hierarchical situation, um, the the kind of the thought process that I um, had previously. Um, was uh, somewhat more autocratic. Uh, mm-hmm. I would I would think in terms of um, you know what direction had to be given, and then as I was in the business environment, I um, had to learn how to uh, gather information and form consensus and um, and pull together different ideas um, and to um, basically humble myself um, <laughs> to uh, to be able to hear other ideas because I found that. That um, um, in a in a collaborative effort, um, the an idea that I might have would certainly be improved by other people um, uh, pitching in on that and 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 working together. So I, I changed, I tried to anyway, change from an autocratic thinking uh, more to a collaborative thinking approach, and um, and um, um, use use that as a as a means of forming consensus. Right. Right. Uh- 
we have about a minute or two left. Did you find that difficult to do? Because I think there are people here, um, and, and hopefully we have military uh, people transitioning from the military uh, as part of our listeners, and we're going to get the word out to them. Um, sure. But did you find that difficult coming from, you know, as you said, an autocratic background uh, in the military? Yes, I did. It was, <laughs> it was not easy, um, and uh, and I had to I had to uh, had a had a number of humbling experiences where where um, I thought you know on the basis of my prior rank or my position that um, my ideas should hold sway and and um, I thought that they didn't and um, and I had to. I had to eat humble pie a lot of times. That's why I say it took me about three years. <laughs> it's not an easy. It's not an easy transition, um, and um, and 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 I will say that it's still that 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 um, notion of um, you know being in charge still rises up in me. It's it's I still experience it, um, but I'm but I'm familiar now with it. It's just not it's just not helpful in a business setting to, to try to think in terms of an, in an autocratic way. I just it, it's so much more. Um, effective to work with people in a in a collaborative way, um, and the and the solutions that we arrive at through that process are much better. Ah, so on that note, uh, we are going to take a quick break. Um, this is Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moves coach. My guest is David Shuttler, telling about his journey from lawyer to energy entrepreneur, and when he when we come back. He's going to talk a bit about his business and some of the uh, problems that he had in starting that business. So stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. 
Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves Coach, and my guest today is David Shuttler, telling about his journey from a military lawyer to energy entrepreneur and the lessons he's learned along the way. So you say you're an uh, energy entrepreneur. Uh, well, tell me about your business now. What, what does it do? Certainly. Well, our focus is on energy construction in steam systems and lighting, and uh, we have a particular expertise in steam trap monitoring and LED light retrofit. Okay. Now, <laughs> as someone who is not technical, I haven't a clue what that is. So can you tell me a little more and perhaps help the listeners understand what business you're in? Sure, sure, sure. Um, well, steam systems, you typically see these in cities uh, or military bases, or veterans' hospitals, or other hospitals, um, with a boiler, and then what they call a distribution system. And um, our focus is on making those steam systems um, energy efficient. And the way that we do that, we have an acoustic sensor that we attach to at various points in the system, um, and it listens for um, a steam leak that you cannot see on the outside. And it has an, that steam leak has an acoustic signature that our device will pick up, and then it will tell us where that, that is occurring, typically in steam traps. A steam trap is a little device that separates the condensate. Um, when the steam cools, it returns to condensate, sends that back to the boiler, uh, and it keeps the steam operating um, where it should be. So our device, in a nutshell, listens for the whistle of a, of a blowing um, or leaking steam trap um, and then um, notifies um, the, uh, the maintenance technicians where this leak is occurring. And the reason that's significant is that the, those um, leaks are, um, a, create a false demand on a boiler and a huge energy bill. So it's it's fairly um, fairly complicated to describe, but in the in the operation of it, 
um, the the end user, the person who's operating the steam plant, um, will get a an alarm whenever um, a leak occurs, and and this saves them a lot of money. So on the steam side, we have a particular expertise in that area, and and folks um, in the in the federal arena um, that have these steam systems um, use our services, and then we also have an expertise in this LED lighting. So light emitting diode is the LED, and it's mm-hmm. this uh, new technology that uh, allows um, for a much more energy efficient uh, lighting uh, to be used. And, and our particular expertise is to retrofit existing parking lots and roadways and parking garages uh, with the new LED technology and, um, and thereby typically um, save a significant amount on the, uh, on the energy spend for electricity for the lighting. Okay, I'm going to just throw a question out to you uh, because, uh, you know, it, it occurs to me you, you were, your trade was the law, okay? Did right. you have a technical background as well? Because to me, what you're saying requires someone to have a very strong technical background. So did you have it? And if you didn't, how did you learn about it? Well, this is, this is an interesting question. I was an English major in college. <laughs> Um, so whenever I listen to Garrison Keillor, you know, and, and he's got that association of English majors, I'm, I feel right at home in that. Um, so I, I did have, uh, when I was in the Air Force for three years, I was an aircraft maintenance officer, so I had a bit ah. of a technical background there. Okay. And then um, I also, um, along the way in the Air Force, uh, earned a, a master's in business administration. So that's somewhat, there were some pieces of technical, but not like what you're talking about here. Um, this, this is um, essentially, I'm, I think I'm like a lot of folks in, in um, technical areas. I'm, I'm a bit self-taught mm-hmm. um, and um, learned it through um, making all kinds of mistakes um, over the last 15 years in the process. So um, I've, I've come to an understanding of how these systems work by virtue of um, being in the field and, and, um, and, and essentially um, learning it from, from field technicians that I've been associated with. And I think this is a really good point uh, for those who are, are uh, thinking about a career change that you may not have an expertise in what you're going thinking about moving to, but if you are a learner and you know key people who can help you, you can make that transition. So I want to move on to a couple of other questions, and you probably talked a little bit about this, so if there's anything else you want to add is, what kind of customer problems are you looking to solve? Well, the principal one is the the aging infrastructure issue that a lot of um, federal state and municipal um, facilities have is that they were built a long time ago mm-hmm. and um, their their costs to operate are getting very high now because um, let's say the insulation that was there initially on, on initial construction, that's deteriorated. Um, steam systems have developed leaks. Lighting systems are inefficient now. Um, they were designed and installed under other criteria. And so our customer problems um, that we would like to focus on with, with our customers have to do with where they've got aging infrastructure, they've got reduced manpower to deal with it, uh-huh. they've got um, concerns about the energy costs, they're concerned about, on the federal side, they're concerned about meeting the, um, the energy saving mandates that are now, um, uh, now in place. Um, and, and generally speaking, they're, they're 
in a situation where they feel like this, all these things combined, um, I, I make a joke, it goes into the too hard to do box. It's just too complicated. Mm-hmm. And um, so we are looking to solve the steam and the lighting aspects of that because, generally speaking, that's about 80% of their energy spend. So if we can solve those big ones, it's like the Pareto principle. We solve the big rocks, uh-huh. the big issues that they've got, then we can, then we can help them uh, to um, afford some other things that they might like to do. Well, now I'd like to move on because you've talked about your business. And, you know, I've always, I like to ask entrepreneurs, what is the guiding principle for your business? You know, what guides you um, in, in decisions you make and, and things like that? So can you tell the listeners a little bit about that? Yes. Um, we, we genuinely believe that um, our services can save the end users or the facility operators money and energy. It's just quite, quite simple. It's just a core notion that mm-hmm. um, everything that we're doing will lead in some way to them saving money and energy. And our, our, our focus then is to apply technology to be able to achieve that for them. Okay. And do you have any personal principles about how you do business? Um, have you thought about that? Yes. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Um, when we were beginning to start the business, and you, in, your, in your introduction you noted that oftentimes it's just one person that's, mm-hmm. that's involved in it. Um, and um, I'm in a small business course now called 10KSB, which is uh, sponsored by Goldman Sachs. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, um, uh, at the very beginning of the course, they gave us some phenomenal statistics. There's 27 million small businesses in America today, and, and um, um, roughly, not exactly, but roughly 80% of those, about 20 million are solo entrepreneurs, sing, the single-person business. Mm-hmm. And so this guiding principle notion of what it is that you're, that you're doing and why you're doing it is, is a core, I think. And um, for us, um, we started with this, um, the golden rule, which um, um, every, um, if I can get into religion a little bit, every major religion has some, some sure. um, mm-hmm. perspective of this rule um, which is um, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, and so um, it's a it's a guiding principle that crosses it's it's it, it crosses all faiths, and um, for us it is it is how we have conducted business from the point when we started out with it was just myself and another person, um, and then as we've grown we've tried to continue to do that. So it's a it's a core issue um, on the on the. Um, on the side of, of guiding how we how we approach business, how we approach people. And you know what I, I I'm glad you you said that because that's what I have found when I've um, in interviewing entrepreneurs is that um, when they start their business, it's not only they're looking for profitability, obviously, and being successful, but because they, for many of them, they're guided by some principle, some principle of how they want to do business. And many of them have said what you have said, that golden rule. So um, 
I'd like to move on, and, and I think um, let's just start with, the, you know, you've, you've built a business. It's a number of years. Um, what challenges have you faced <clears throat> in the 10 years that you've been operating? We have about a minute or two. So let's you know, just start, and then we'll come back after the break to continue. Um, so tell me about your, some of the challenges. Certainly. When, when we started, um, there were just uh, two of us, two laptops. Um, we had offices in, a, um, in an executive office suite, um, and we, um, we started uh, the, the business um, as a, essentially, um, I would uh, generate the work, and then I'd throw it over my shoulder, and the other person would execute the work. Um, and then um, over a period of time, as that grew, um, the the biggest challenge was was scaling. How do you how do you um, continue to have uh, quality performance, quality execution, um, and and grow um, the 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 size of the staff in order to um, accommodate the the work that you have in front of you, and um, so that that challenge that that um, issue I would categorize as as the scaling issue, and maybe we can come back to that after the break. That sounds really good. So, listeners, it's time for a short break um, on the Business Edge. I'm Marcia Seidel, your Smart Moves coach, and my guest is David Shuttler telling about his journey from lawyer to energy entrepreneur. Stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. 
To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners, to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marcia Zotto, your Smart Moves Coach, and my guest today is David Shuttler, telling about his journey from military lawyer to energy entrepreneur and the lessons he's learned along the way. At the end of the last segment, I had uh, asked uh, David, uh, what were some of the challenges that he's faced in the 10 years that he's been operating as a business? And one of those challenges was... Uh, scaling, scaling from a two-person office, uh, where he said, you know, he'd get the work and he'd throw it over to the to his partner, and the partner would uh, execute the work. To now um, growing and all the things that are involved in growth. So, can you tell um, the listeners a little more about um, your uh, the issue of scaling up a business, and then how did you overcome some of the challenges? Yes, glad to. Um, so um, the the scaling question um, is not just in the size the the size of the company, the number of people, but it it has to do with um, the offices, the the spaces, the computers. Um, but most significantly, it's it's the it's the systems, the systems in place that that need to be there, um, the, the the mechanisms by which we we make decisions and execute and that type of thing. And so, um, the to 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 describe it, um, the only way I can describe it is <laughs> it's a it's a white knuckle ride because mm-hmm. um, the question always in front of you is: Are you bringing on people um, in front of the need or behind the need? Uh-huh. And in either instance, you you can you can get um, you can get upside down. So um, at one point, we had uh, too many people. For the work that we had in front of us, we'd projected more work than what we had, and uh, so we had to let some people go. And then in other cases, we have more work than the people that we have on staff. And so, to um, to solve that, um, um, we did a, a good bit of outsourcing. So, for example, our our um, uh, some of our HR requirements are outsourced um, in our case to um, to ADP and. And um, um, some of our hiring decisions are outsourced to to um, to firms that are that are um, you know headhunter type firms. Mm-hmm. So outsourcing is is one piece of it. But then um, and then gathering up the skill sets of people who are who are um, going to be uh, capable of doing multiple different tasks is is another aspect of it. So um, scaling the 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 work. Keeping that uh, so that you're not um, in front of it or behind it, but you're you're growing at the same rate as the work that you have um, is is a huge part of it. And um, in our case, uh, I can't say that we we did it perfectly. We we had some major missteps along the way and and had to do some recalibration um, and adjustment. So um, for for your listeners who are entrepreneurs and thinking about that, that, that is the big issue in my mind is, is how do you, how do you scale? How do you move in a, in a, in a way that your, your growth is sustainable? Right. 
And one of the things I wanted to comment on um, is when you talked about hiring, because I've um, in in my work as an executive and business coach, I do advise um, management in terms of who the, you know their hiring decisions. And one of the questions I ask them is, are you hiring someone for today to do today's work? Or are you also hiring someone to do today's and tomorrow's work? Because it, because there's a real difference there. And I think you alluded to that. Um, uh, any thoughts about how you how do you decide, is this person right for today? Or do you look at, is that person right for as we're growing? That That is a huge question, the hiring question. And I think your advice is, is right on the money. You're thinking about this, the skill sets that, are, that we need now, but also what's in front of us. And, um, and how do we, how could we work with this person and, and scale, use their, use their um, secondary skill sets, for example, to, <laughs> to build out. And um, uh, the, the whole question of hiring, um, you know, many entrepreneurs, myself included, when, when you start off, um, you're hiring friends and family. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that, that can be <laughs> difficult because, <Yes>. <laughs> because when, you, when you have to grow and you have to, and you have to um, move in a different direction, it's awfully difficult to, um, to let those people go. And so I've had to make that uh, kind of decision, and it's very difficult. So where I'm at now as I'm looking at um, the hiring of, of new people is um, we hire for talent. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a term of art. It's, 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 it's um, you know, we think about talent, but, but there are a number of things that you could hire for. And uh, talent is, has this notion of um, a native ability, a strength mm-hmm. that the person has, so that you're working with their strength um, as opposed to trying to, um, uh, as, as opposed to trying to, um, you know, um, um, build up where they may not have a strength. Right. And a second, a second aspect of it is that it's, it's, it's a set of skills that you're looking for as well. Maybe it's computer skills, maybe it's sales skills, maybe it's um, field execution skills, but um, to have the, the native um, the native talent and um, the required skill sets is what we're really looking for now as we're, as we're bringing folks on. And that is a better fit, I think, for, for them and for the company. And so we're, we're making a, a, a pretty significant effort to, to match those two up and look for a fit. Um, that's great. And I like the idea. Yes, uh, you're right on the money with um, a hiring um, and for talent and what they bring to the table and the strengths to focus on people's strengths and, and to enhance those strengths than to try to make to deal with people's weaknesses and try to make them into something else. No, I would like no. to move on to um, another question about growth and scaling. Uh, my understanding is you've experienced a 300% growth in the last three years. How has this impacted your organization? Well, it's a huge impact, as you can imagine. And, you know, I hear a lot of people, I'm in, you know, meetings and, and networking with other entrepreneurs, and people talk a lot about significant growth. And mm-hmm. um, it's a great thing, but what I say to everybody is, be careful what you wish for. You might just <laughs> right. get it. And, uh, and it and it's um it requires a huge amount of energy and adjustment to figure that out 
Um, I have a friend who says that a 40%, 40% growth um, can lead to the wheels coming off. And, um, and in our case, over the course of three years, this 300% growth, we, we had been doing about $4 million a year and then about um, 8.9 and then 13 million. And so, you know, when that happens, it sounds great, but it's awfully difficult to manage it. And, and your question about how it impacted the organization, um, it just, it, it became necessary that I take step back, a step back from the organization. So I couldn't have my hands in everything. I mm-hmm. couldn't know everything that was going on. And I had to relinquish that. And that is, very difficult, probably for other entrepreneurs as well. It's it's just a difficult thing when you've been in control, and then you have to let go of that. So um, to do that, I found that what was necessary was to have in place um, a set of systems that um, the system would 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 operate, and and what what I would be looking for is some um, some. Um, difficulty that arose within the system and then try to fix that. So the notion is first you do it and then you and others to do it and then you train managers to manage others to do it and then you take a step back and you gradually you're, you're, you're stepping back away from the organization so that you're working more on it rather than in it. And that's what, that's what we had to do and I can say I I wasn't great at this. It's very hard. It's it's like they say you can have this gun when you when you take it out of my cold dead fingers. It was one of those kinds of things. I was not. It wasn't something that came natural to let go, but it was it was absolutely necessary. So when you when you have a large growth, I think that the bottom line is that you must move to systems and then let the systems work. And the and the question that I think you ask at that point is you would ask, why didn't our predictive system predict this outcome and take care of it? And I think that's a far more sophisticated look at the, at the processes that you're going through. Can you tell me just a little more on that, and then I want to have a final question with you, because why didn't uh, the predictive systems predict this? Is that right. what you're... And, yeah, and that's right. Can you give me a quick example on that? Sure. So... So um, if you had um, a, um, an equipment failure, um, the, the question would be, why didn't our maintenance systems predict ah. that it would mm-hmm. fail on this day, and therefore, why didn't we fix it on the day before? Why did we have to have the customer experience the downtime that occurred when his, well, let's just say, steam system uh, uh, you know, had a failure, and therefore um, a particular um, heating coil went out when it was critical at a hospital that they have heat. You know, those kinds of things. So, so um, our our systems should um, identify what needs to be done when and how and where, and then we should take care of that. And so, the question that we want to ask as we as we step back from that system is, why didn't our system predict this failure? And so that we could fix it beforehand. And I, I think it's the same th- thing with your systems in business, your, your mm-hmm. billing systems or your, or your hiring systems or those types of things. And so you try, I, I think we try to look at it from the perspective of um, how do we get our systems fine-tuned so well that we can, that we can let them run and, and uh, let them help us run the business. Great point. And I want to ask one last question before our break. We have a minute or two. Do you, um, do you ever look back and wish you had stayed in the legal profession? I mean, most people, I mean, everyone probably would want to know that. Are you happy that you where you are? And do you re- look back and say, gee, 
maybe I should have stayed there. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you, uh, when we had that, that uh, big downturn and adjustment, I was, I was thinking, I wonder if I could have been a successful lawyer and, and just stayed with that and, and avoided all this. Uh, but um, I, I think that the, uh, the entrepreneurial challenge of um, you know starting a business from I, I, I say is um, four walls, a desk, and a phone. You know that uh, to me is um, that is a huge challenge, and um, so no, I don't really look back and and think about that. Really, kind of what I think about is that all the skills and the um, and the um, um, you know the processes, the thinking processes. Uh, for example, my analytical skills, persuasive <laughs> skills. Um, you know, uh, 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 the, the the various um, kind problem solving skills, communication skills. Those things that I learned as a lawyer, I can make um, use of in this new venue, and I, I try to think of moving those skill sets into new applications. And I think this is a great point to. Uh, before our break, which is to tell listeners, if you are considering a big career change, you bring with you transferable skills. You're not starting as a newbie. So think about what can you transfer from your uh, from your present or prior career to where you're going at this point. And so it is now time for a uh, short break. Um, I'm Marcia Zeidel, uh, the Smart Moves Coach. My guest is David Shuttler telling about his journey from lawyer to energy entrepreneur. And when we come back, uh, he will talk about how to contact him and a couple other things, uh, final thoughts. So stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. 
comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners, to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach. And my guest today is David Shuttler, and he's been telling us about his journey from military lawyer to energy entrepreneur and, and the, what it takes to make that transition. And, and so, um, David, what are the two or three things that you would like people to remember about making a transition, uh, starting a business, being an entrepreneur? Um, t- t- tell the folks, you know, what I call the takeaways. Yes. Well, I think I would start with this idea that you were just talking about is that you take your skill sets with you into the new arena, whatever that is. And um, so if, if your listeners are thinking about maybe uh, starting a business, um, I think your, your discussions about smart moves, the, the tips that you gave of, of really thinking through carefully um, what what you have to offer in the marketplace and how you can how you can uh, find a need and fill it. Um, I think that's very important. Um, and then I would say that if they're underway and they're and they're in an entrepreneurial kind of a setting, these these notions of scaling and systematizing have to really be um, have to really be thought through. And perhaps my experience is useful for them in that um, as you scale, you're trying very hard to stay right even with the growth as it's occurring. So hiring in at the pace that makes sense. And then lastly, um, systematizing um, as it grows from a one- or two-person operation to a larger operation, the thing that allows um, an entrepreneur to step back away from the business is establishing systems that are um, that are in place. And one thing that I didn't mention in the show that I would mention here is that um, there's a, a whole process for that called ISO 9000 um, that is um, uh, available as a as a standard or mechanism for to help people systematize. Well, you know, thank you, David. Uh, You've said so many interesting things about your journey that can be helpful to others. And I identify with several of the things you said, including um, letting go. Uh, All of us who are entrepreneurs and have grown need to let go of the things from being hands-on to stepping back and helping others and getting others to do that work. And as, as you said, to work um, on the business and not in the business. So, David, tell the listeners if they want to contact you, uh, how can they do that, and anything else you would like to say about your business. Certainly. So, if, if folks would like to contact us, the company name is Utility Systems Solutions, Inc. Um, we go by the, um, the logo of US2, meaning US squared. Um, we're based in Dallas uh, on uh, Midway Road. Um, our website is www.us2, the number two, inc, inc.com. Um, emails, if people are interested in talking about sales, 
uh, it would be sales at us2inc.com, or if they want to contact me directly, first initial, last name, dshuttler at us2inc.com. And if folks want to contact by phone, we have an 800 number. Um, easy to remember, it's one eight eight eight. then the number 4, then us 2 Dash nine one one. So if it's for US two help is the idea. One eight eight one eight 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 for US two dash nine one one. And I think uh, a, a takeaway thought that that I might add for folks is there are a hundred hands reaching out to help small businesses. I have found that out in my journey um, through um, the Small Business Administration, a number of programs, um, the Goldman Sachs program, ten k SB or ten k. 10,000 small businesses, um, as well as um, um, the, uh, the offices that are associated with the Small Business Administration, usually in um, what they call SBDC, Small Business Development Center. So in Dallas, um, there's a center called the Bill Priest Center, um, typically associated with community colleges, and there's just an awful lot of information that is available for people who want to start up businesses. From, from our perspective, if people are interested in the kinds of problems that we solve, uh, steam and lighting systems solutions, uh, we would be happy to talk with them. We're particularly interested in moving into the municipal university schools and hospital markets where we see um, problems that are uh, systemic, that have the same kind of infrastructure issues as we've addressed, uh, and we would love to chat with people who might have those kinds of concerns that we could help them with. Well, I want to thank you so much again, David. It's been a pleasure. I've had fun interviewing you. Thank you. Um, and uh, because we live in the same town, I know we're going to uh, stay in touch. So, you bet. Uh, listeners, uh, next week's program is How Conscious Capitalism Brings Success to Your Business. What is conscious capitalism? Is it an idea, a movement, an approach to conducting a business, or all three rolled into one? My guest is Steve Hall, founder and CEO of Drive Select, who grew a highly profitable business based on the four tenets of conscious capitalism, higher purpose, stakeholders integration, conscious leadership, and conscious culture and management. Conscious capitalism is not just a theory or some do-good gesture. Rather, it's a practical way to do business to build a profitable business. So here's a smart moose quote on powering up your business. Mark Twain said, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So... Throw off the bowline, sail away from safe harbors, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover. Do you, um, do you need guidance in stepping out on your own listeners or taking your business to the next level or moving into a new market for your services? Then contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Or call 972-380-9181. Let me help you explore, dream, discover, and succeed. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. As a smart moves coach, let me show you how. Remember, 
Good intentions, even with a good plan, don't magically lead to success. What does is making sure every day you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for purpose, performance, and profitability. Thank you, listeners, for um, tuning in to the Business Edge with Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves executive coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth, innovate, improve, ignite, or die, make smart moves. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level.